ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome back to another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. Simeon is on the podcast with me. Hello. I know that we just announced recently that coming in the new year, we will be launching uh, the No Higher Calling family, which is just kind of a little bit extra, kind of the cherry on top um, for No Higher Calling. But the Monday episodes on the podcast, um, there's two, usually two Mondays a month. Um, one of those, Simeon will be joining me to do our Bible study, the podcast Bible study. We've been doing that for a few years now. Um, just taking a topic and going through it in a year. Never done. Well, actually, I did it with Denise. So I guess that was a two-way thing, but uh, it'll be new having you join me on there. So we are going to tackle undesirable couples of the Bible. Um, couples that you don't necessarily study out because of their great qualities, but they have stuff to learn from nonetheless. So stay tuned for that coming very soon. And then the other Monday, we're just going to tackle a family topic. This could be marriage. This could be home. This could be parenting. This could be uh, really just anything under the sun. We'll see how God leads us. Um, but Simeon's one of my favorite people to interview, so I'm very excited. It's an interview? That's news to me. <laughs> Maybe not interview to chat <laughs> with. Um, so I'm really excited. So these are just like a glorified date night. Uh, grab your husband, get a cup of tea, cup of coffee, whatever is uh, your drink of choice, and listen to us chat about something, and hopefully it'll spur some fun chats for you. Um, so this is just uh, just kind of a him and I chat, but it'll springboard into next year um, as we will launch those Monday episodes for the No Higher Calling family. But on today's episode, he is joining me. I know that we are in the Christmas season, looking ahead to January coming ever so quickly, and goals, resolutions, all of those words, everybody's kind of in planning, thinking mode. So I thought it'd be fun to tackle the topic of goal setting as a couple. So we just have a few random thoughts that we're going to share with you, um, some things that we have done personally, some things that have been beneficial to us and our marriage and our home. Um, and just kind of chat this through with you, what it looks like for us. And then, like I said, hopefully that'll give you a springboard to then go and have a date night chat with your husband and see what goal setting will look like in the new year for you. All right. So we're going to jump into some content. So if you haven't grabbed your husband, go ahead and grab him. And, um, if you want to listen to this together, I think it'd be beneficial, uh, for both of you, especially him as the leader of the family. And we can, um, start to work through some things. We'll talk about some things biblically and also some practical things on how you can set some cup, uh, some goals for you as a couple, some goals for you as a family. And um, these are things that you need to work on together. So grab them and we'll get right into it. Okay, so I trust that you've had time to grab them and uh, we'll get right into it. The new year is on its way. And as such, most people are beginning to think about uh, what they're planning on doing for the next year. I've never actually been much of a New Year's resolutions person. You're not I've much never of been, a like plan ahead. No, kind of never dude. been much of a planner. <laughs> never been much of a goal setter. And I am, look who you married. Yeah, and I married the person <laughs> who plans everything. Um, I've always been much more of a big ideas kind of person, uh, dreams kind of person. And the problem with that is, people like me tend to have big, great ideas, but not actually get things done. 
because we don't plan ahead. Break then, it down to bite-sized pieces. Yeah, too. and then people like Brittany can be on the other end of the spectrum where you plan out everything to the extent that you don't actually do them because they're so detailed, and then you get discouraged because you overplanned and yeah. you underperformed, right? So it's it's the opposite end of that same spectrum. So I think in that way, we end up making for a good team. Um, but we wanted to kind of, I don't know, describe, I guess, what we've been trying to do ourselves over the last few years um, because we have some big, big things that we've tried to tackle and tried to do, and we you simply can't do them without any sort of plan. Of well, the action. Lord's really done a huge work in our lives, really kind of coinciding with the launch of No Higher Calling back in 2020. Wow, can you believe that? Um, but about that time, a lot was changing in our family. A lot was changing for us personally. I think just becoming, um. I think more eternal focused in so many areas of our life. And, um, okay. So with that and my planning nature, I really started coming to new years thinking, all right, let's, you know, I know picking a word for the year was a big thing. So I started picking a word and then I'd kind of come to you and like, okay, what do you think about this? And we chat about it and maybe kind of claim it as our word for the year. Um, then we had somebody, a good friend, introduce the idea of picking a scripture to focus on. So we've been thinking through that concept of, of, of using a scripture. And for us, it's not necessarily like, you know, um, we're going to hang it on the wall per se, but um, it is something that we want to keep in mind throughout the year. We tried to use something that we talked about in a past episode about our family culture and and keep that in mind because that's, you know, that's the driving force behind our family and our mission and what we're after. So we kept that in mind. We, we found this scripture. We'll just read it quickly. It says, it's a Psalm 90, 17. It says, And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands, Upon us, yea, the work of our hands, establish thou it. Um, obviously, the idea of that particular verse being that we desire that the Lord establish what he's put in our heart to do, and that it is beautiful, and that he would make it beautiful. Um, and if you listened to that episode that we did on um, our family culture and our family's uh, mission statement, it lines up perfectly with that mission statement that our family pursues things that are beautiful and that we want the Lord to work through our family to accomplish his ends. I think it's a really good idea this time of year um, to just set aside a date night. And, you know, if, if you're like us in the current season, that means that we put the kids to bed and we just stay up late at home uh, because of logistics of life. So don't think this has to be something like over a steak dinner. If it is, man, great. Enjoy it. Um, but if it's over ordered pizza at home, go with that too. But this time of year, I think it's great that as a couple – um, that you have some of these conversations looking forward to the year. Again, I mean, everybody's personalities are different. Obviously, you've heard Simeon and I's. Um, but just as a couple looking at the year to come, and, you know, we have no idea what a year will bring forth, but we have some idea of the path on which our year is headed, things that are up and coming, um, things that are going on in our family. It's just a really good time to assess and have some conversations of, okay, where are we at? Where are we headed? Where do we want to be? How do we want to grow and improve? And to really bring the Lord into that, um, praying together, talking together, sharing your hearts with one another. And then I really loved that 
just I, I liked the word of the year thing, but taking it to a spiritual greater depth, I think, of, okay, let, let's actually just pick a scripture verse that we're just going to pray over this year. Um, and the Lord just led us to this one. So if you want to use this one, it's a great one. Um, but that might be a neat idea for you to chat with your husband and your, your, your wife, if you're both listening, um, and ask, what is a scripture to focus on together this year? And perhaps one of the things that you would need to do as a family, I do this for myself personally, not necessarily at New Year's, um, but I do this throughout the year as I see a particular weakness in myself. Um, I will find a scripture that has to do with something that the Lord's been working with me on or something that I need to work on in my own personal life and say, okay, this is the thing that I'm going to remind myself of. And then in the coming days and coming weeks, as I'm thinking about or struggling with something in particular. Okay, so I don't want to get all bogged down and nuanced here with words, but um, I heard somebody recently talking about the difference between goals and resolutions, and it was very helpful for me being such a planner, task-oriented person and being such a type A perfectionist. I know there have been many years where I set resolutions like, I will do this. I will exercise every day or, you know, whatever. And it's great for the first like day, second day, maybe third day if I'm lucky. And then I fall off and then it's like, well, why even try? Because I've already failed. Um, so when they were talking about that and they had the idea of, okay, maybe instead of like boxing yourself into these things that you have to accomplish, um, just setting goals, what are some goals? What are some areas that we want to see growth in? What are some things that we would like to strive towards? Um, not taking away from the personal responsibility and the effort required and all of those different things, um, but just changing a little bit of the mindset behind how to move forward with this. I follow a, a, a person who does a lot of uh, mental studies and psychology and that kind of stuff. And one of the things that he was saying was that people set resolutions at New Year's and they almost always fail by February or March. And he said the reason for that is if you're not willing to set a resolution to do something at any time of year, it's not going to make any difference if you set it in January. So what he was, the point he was trying to get to was your resolution needs to be something you actually want to do, not something you've guilt tripped yourself into. And sometimes we can do that. So I think one thing we have to keep in mind is when you're setting a resolution, you're, you're setting something that you know you need to do, but you need to make sure it's also something that you genuinely want to do. And pairing a piece of scripture with that is a great way to make sure that you actually want to do it because you know God wants you to do it. I think sometimes we come into a new year with such lofty ideas of... Uh, you know, I want to do this. I want to be this. And then you're right. We fizzle out so quick. I mean, you touched on this earlier, but I think it's good to, as a couple, talk about what is your why. Um, and obviously, everything that we do needs to be rooted in glorifying Christ. First Corinthians uh, 1031, I believe it is, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, even goal setting, um, do all to the glory of God. That is the purpose of our lives and so that should have a part in this conversation. But then moving on from, okay, how, how are we going to glorify God with our goals if that's our aim? Um, keeping God really the center here, you are more motivated to accomplish those things. And so much of that then just 
domino effects from when you when you know your purpose, when you're bringing God into this, when you're praying as a couple, um, when you're seeking to glorify Him, that should then kind of trickle down into, like Sim mentioned earlier, we just recently did this episode on family culture, which I will link down in the comments. Um, but then, okay, what is important to our family? What does our family enjoy? What are we making room for in this season? And maybe there are some things that you just don't have room for in this season. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that and to realize, okay, that probably isn't going to take very high priority list on our goals. I can't set a goal in all, you know, 12 main categories of my life um, and and plan to succeed at all of them. You know, what are our focuses? Prioritizing as a couple, I think is so important. If you don't set any kind of goals, whether they're actually like things that you write down, I'm not a person who sets goals and writes them down. Typically, I just have things in mind that I want to accomplish. Um, some people, it helps them to write things out. Some people, it, it doesn't. But if you don't have certain things that you're striving for, then you're going to be aimless and directionless. So you have to have some kind of vision or goal that you're heading toward. And so that's kind of what we're getting at today is that as a couple, your family ought to be aiming toward and moving toward something. And I think, again, like that starts with knowing what your family culture is, knowing what your family statement is. And kind of setting a goal that pushes towards that particular um, that particular drive. What is it that's driving your family and how can you push towards that? And in what way do you need to, what do you need to change this year? What do you need to help yourself with this year? That's going to help advance your family towards that goal of accomplishing um, what your family's mission statement is. So you've got the big picture which is like the mission statement, what your family wants to accomplish. And then this particular goal is one way in which this year you want to push your family towards accomplishing that goal. It's making it practical and living it out. Um, and I know that we had talked earlier just about in our own life, some growth that the Lord has personally been doing. Um, and a lot of that is in the area of intentionality. We weren't always so intentional in in our relationship, in our marriage, in our home, um, even in our personal lives necessarily so much. Um, and I think the early years of our marriage, they, they were great. I'm not like saying the before and the after is like night and day. Um, but well, there's just gradual growth. Like there isn't yeah. anything else. You, you grow as a couple, you grow as a person. And so you're, and hopefully you mature as a person and as a couple. And so your goals and your focus should be sharper and more honed as you mature. In those early years, there just wasn't a lot of clear defined purpose. Um, and there was just a lot of wasted time. Now I know sometimes when I talk about being intentional and intentionality in your home, I, it could come across that like, oh, well, all they ever do is have their nose to the grind, uh, work, 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 no fun. Actually, we have found that to be the complete opposite. When we are being more intentional about the things that truly matter, we are finding that we have more time for the things that truly matter. I mean, we have fun as a family. We make time for for family, for outings for even our own selves individually. I mean, we both have um, individual time, you know, that that we have planned in. But I think in taking that intentional look, it really does free you up. And and it is very rewarding, I feel like, um, when you are giving your time to things that you truly believe in your heart, like this, it matters. 
This is eternal work. This is something um, that I'm not just doing for me, like I'm doing for the Lord. Um, and there, there really just is a, a satisfaction that I think God created us to find in working and serving Him um, that really is found when we just are aligning our hearts and our path with what He wants for us and then walking that out. Okay, so here's a couple of areas in which you, as you begin to think through what your family's um, culture is like, what your family's mission statement is pointed towards, think through some of these different categories. These are just suggestions. There are more than this. but Different areas some, to, to, I guess, chat about as a couple setting goals in. Yes. Um, so the first one would be spiritual growth and personal. So this one can be both as a couple and an individual as well. Um, but I encourage you to talk about it as a couple, at least, um, some things that you want to sharpen up. Um, and then things that have to do with home, for instance, scheduling, um, and things like that. You might have something around scheduling. You might have something around family time. You might have something around family devotions that you want to work on. Um, then you've also got your, your family in particular, you've got your finances, um, fun adventure. Uh, we, we plan to do a lot of that. A few years ago, we started having a weekly family day. That was part of something that we determined to do and we've continued to do, um, health wellness, which is what most resolutions revolve around (laughs) and that's why they fail. Um, but health and wellness community and ministry. Um, I think it's important, really important. Um, you know, there's some things, some simple things, for instance, like if there's a midweek meeting at your church that you're not regularly attending, perhaps this year you want to say, okay, I'm going to try to be at that meeting every single week. Um, some things like that work. You might have some personal work things. You might even say, look, I'm going to work less this year so I can spend more time with my family. If that's something you need to do, um, learning, we've talked about this many times, but you should never stop learning. Learning is a lifelong experience. It's something you should continually be doing. Keep learning things. And then last, hobbies. Um, Brittany and I actually are are really bad at this one. We have things <laughs> that we like to do, um, but we just we're bad about not making time to well, do those say, things. And I would hobbies say are healthy. Reading is a hobby for me, and I, I I'm on trajectory to hit my mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. Other than reading. Yeah, and, and just things, even hobbies that we would might do together, or yeah, yeah, um, or other things, because you're we're, again we're talking about things that you do as a couple. So, um, you know, hobbies that you and your spouse can can do together, or that you and your family can all participate in. Especially if you have older children who are able to do more like adult like activities, like playing a sport together, or or something. Our kids are quite young. We still don't. We're not in that place in life where those kind of hobbies are possible for us. But there are other things that we can do. So these are just categories, things for you and your spouse to work through and to think through. What what are some things that we can try to do as a couple and as a family this year um, that will advance the overarching goal of our family? Well, and like I said, these aren't areas that you're probably all going to tackle at once. I mean, maybe pick the top three, or maybe it's an area where, um, okay, like we overhauled a lot of, I guess, the health and wellness category a few years ago in trying to switch to a lot more uh, from scratch home cooked meals. We probably did too much at once, to be honest. We did a lot. We probably did too much at once. I think one of the main things that they always say about setting goals is to bite off small chunks. <laughs> you know, don't overhaul everything because you're bound to fail when you do. 
Now we did okay on that in that one. I'm not saying that we didn't, but we did probably try to tackle too much all at once. Yeah. But there may be an area that you have previously, like Simeon said, overhauled. And so it doesn't really need revisited again this year. You just need to keep on doing what you're already doing and great. Um, you know, maybe there's another area where you're like, Hey, finances were just a wreck last year. Uh, what, what can we do? What are some baby steps we can take to get that back on the right path? Or, um, you know, maybe it's an area where like, we're, we're actually really doing well in, um, we're putting an emphasis on family. We're spending time together. We're growing together. Um, all this to say, these are just areas to give you an idea to kind of guide that conversation. Um, but it's just, it's, it's a really good conversation to have because several different things just here wrapping up, making it really practical is it does give you the chance as a husband and wife to really kind of step back, step outside of the box, analyze your life together. Um, and, and look like, okay, on a one to 10, where are we at with, with it being involved in our community and ministry? Or is it non-existent? Are we not you know, faithful to church? Are we not involved in a ministry at church? Um, maybe you're kind of in the middle, maybe you're at the top, wherever. It's just, it's good to have those conversations and ask, how, what do we want to do differently um, than what we currently are? Or where are ways that we are doing well in? And again, this really all comes back to just that realization of you can't say yes to everything and you shouldn't. Um, you also don't want to say no to everything, but in, I think in working it through this way as a couple, bringing the Lord in that threefold cord that is so strong when it is woven as God intended, having these conversations as a couple, bringing God into this in prayer, trying to line it up with, with your purpose, with your culture, with your God's desire for your family, then working from that platform and saying, okay, in this year, where are we at in these different areas? What do we need to say yes to? What do we need to say no to? So we need to just kind of go through a couple of things that can help you to be able to keep up with your goals, to measure them. Um, if something isn't measurable, then it's not going to be something that you're going to be able to keep track of or be encouraged by. Um, so we want to give you a couple of things like that that can kind of help you work through whether or not something is working. Um, one thing that has really worked extremely well for our family is to have what I'm, what I'm going to deem as sacred days. I don't mean sacred in the religious sense. I just mean like set apart special days that this one thing happens. For instance, we have family day or we have, um, Brittany's work day. There's certain things throughout my week that are staples that I know happen on that day. So, you know, I, I, she has one day that is like her work day that I take care of the kids that I do all the things around the house. And I just mentally know that's her work day. So I can plan everything else around. So you have six days to prep yourself for that Friday. <laughs> yeah. So it's, <laughs> and it's six I, days to recover after. <laughs> right. And well, I think there's, there's wisdom in that and there's scriptural wisdom in that as well. And, you know, the Lord says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You have six days to do all of your labors is what he says. But on the seventh day, that's set apart for the Lord. Um, and we still practice that on Sunday rather than the Saturday in the New Testament era. But we still have that. You have six days to get everything else done. So Sunday should be set apart. It should be special. And I think that there's a lot of wisdom in that. If there is a way for you to say, okay, this is a sacred day. Now, obviously, if you're doing health and fitness, you can't just work out on Friday. You know, you, <laughs> that has to be something that you're doing all the time. But there ought to be other other things that you're working on that are saying, okay, we're going to set this day apart or this time apart. And we know every single week 
where every single day when this time comes around, this is what we're doing. I've done that personally in my own life. I wake up at the same time every single day so that I can read my Bible. And it's before anybody else gets up. It's a sacred portion of the day. And life does happen. I mean, occasionally we had a Friday here recently where the church had an event and you had to go help and I missed my work day that week. Now, sometimes we try to finagle if we can, but the reality is, is you plan for Friday. So if for some reason that Friday didn't work, then we just adjust life and, you know, double time it next week. But it's but the oddity, the, not the norm. Yes, yes. The, the planning forethought in, okay, this is kind of, what our life looks like. And if you're hearing that and you're like, oh my goodness, well, like Simeon said, if you're prioritizing Sabbath and yet you still feel like you can't get everything done in those six weeks, I mean, we're busy. Everybody's busy. We've we've got ministry, we've got kids. But I think something that the Lord's really trying to work on me on is I've got to prioritize. And that's another emphasis really here in this episode is what does God see important for my family? If I am spinning my wheels feeling like it's just a rat race for six days so that I can crash on Sunday, um, you know, then something's out of alignment. And that's a conversation that Simeon and I need to have. Uh, hence the reason Friday was born. I couldn't keep up with evenings and, and all of that. So, so we, we figured out something that is working for our family in this season, but that would not have happened had we not had a conversation about it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot, there's a, I mean, obviously the Lord is the definition of wisdom. So there's a ton of wisdom in that concept of having a sacred time or a set apart time for something in particular. So just keep that in mind as you're planning and as you're setting your goals that you, it can be a lot easier on yourself and your own planning. If you just have a sacred time or a set apart time for whatever that particular thing is. And Again, life happens, but generally that's the time that happens. You're not going to touch it if at all possible. It's sacred for that particular thing. Um, a couple other things to keep in mind. And let me just give one word to those who might be ministry families, um, because sometimes that set apart sacred time needs to be for rest. Um, Sunday usually is kind of your day of worship, your day of rest, your day of, you know, the different schedule. Um, but for ministry families, it's not a day of rest. No, it's not a day of rest. <laughs> it's it's the most like the most exhausting day of, day of the week. Yes. Um, and rest doesn't always have to mean like sleep. Um, but that's kind of another way that we brought in this idea of our family day. Um, that is a day that we try not to work as much. Um, where we're getting out in nature or where we're doing something that that fills us up, that connects us as a family, that provides us kind of that soul nourishment um, and and just reprieve, I guess, from the norm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And a couple of things quickly to um, kind of help you with your goal setting, some ideas for you. Um, I think it's a really good idea to do something that helps you to be able to measure progress. Um, so one way you can do that is by pacing out your year. You can separate it into quarters. You can separate it into weeks. You can separate it into bi-weeks or however you want to do that. Um, but a way for you to make a, a measurable thing, um, and, uh, just an easy example of that from the top of my head is uh, like Brittany's quarterly reading goal. Um, you have a goal for how many, however many books you want to accomplish by the end of the year. And then you, every quarter you put something out and that kind of helps you to be able to measure how far along your annual 
goal that you are. And that, yeah. that's kind of a, just a literal example, but you can do the same thing with other things. For instance, if you've got a weight loss goal or you've got something like that, you, you want to regularly be able to check and measure progress. Um, I actually did way. a podcast episode on quarterly planning. It's been a while now, so I'll find it and link that. I, I think it's one of my better episodes. Um, that just has been very helpful for me personally. It keeps me moving forward, and it also helps me assess like, oh, I'm ahead of the game, or wow, I'm falling behind. Um, but as a couple, you know, whereas you're not so much the planner, you can't look. You know, you have that way big picture vision. Um, but you sometimes don't even have that like year trajectory constantly in your mind like I do. So sometimes, and, and we have like a weekly update and, you know, we go over our calendar and all those kind of things. We have these conversations all the time, but sometimes that quarterly is really good for us just to sit down and be like, okay, look, um, you know, these are the next three months. These are expenses that we have coming up that we need to be aware of. These are life events. Um, these are some abnormal things. Um, but it, it's kind of good to have that kind of quarterly check-in. I found that be, to be very, very helpful um, for me personally and for our family. And as far as pacing goes, there are so many tools um, available for people to use. Brittany and I were talking the other day about some tools that I'm using for even just like daily scheduling and things like that. But there's so many tools out there to use that you can use to pace yourself. Um, and depending on whatever your goal is, there are different tools available to that. So don't be afraid to use tools, but also don't get so obsessed with the tool that you don't actually do the thing that you're supposed to be doing. So um, <laughs> let's just keep something in mind. Um, the other thing, one of the other things you can do is, um, put your goals into a format that reminds you to pray about things. Um, so whether that's a prayer list or whether that's an app on your phone or whatever you use, um, to remind you to pray, um, for yourself <laughs> and for the goals that you've set for yourself and for your family. Um, because you know, if the Lord's not involved in the things that you're trying to accomplish, you might as well not even do it. If the if it's no, if it's the Lord that doesn't, if it's not the Lord that builds the house, they labor in vain that build it, right? So you you want to make sure that it's the Lord that He's involved in what you're doing, and that um, not every goal has to necessarily be a spiritual goal, but it is a personal goal, and God's interested in you. So therefore, He's interested in the goals that you've set. So it's okay to put those things on a prayer list to genuinely pray about them. And like anything else, if you're praying about something, you're thinking about it. And if you're thinking about it, you're going to be far more likely to actually do and accomplish the things that you've set out to do. Well, and this will kind of spring into the next point too, um, which is make your spouse, your accountability partner in these things. If these are things that you really desire to see growth in, as a couple and as a family, and you're bringing the Lord into this, you feel like this is where he is putting your heart, this is where he's putting your feet and your actions. Um, as you're praying through this together, it really helps just to have that accountability partner um, to to keep, you know, hey, how, how are we doing on this? Let's check in. Let's pray through this again to keep that reminder fresh. And lastly, as you're as you're kind of setting these goals up, because you're supposed to be setting them as a couple and as a family, it's important that you can kind of hear one another's um, ideas, the things that you want to accomplish. And even the, you know, the pie in the sky dreams that you may never accomplish, but they're the things that you are interested in. Um, honestly, this, the whole podcast and in the shop and the books and the resources and all of that stuff, almost all of it started out as a pie in the sky you know, dream. Could that, you imagine if? <laughs> yeah, is it, most all of it started out as a dream that you just, you know, it was it was an abstract idea that you thought, you know, would never happen. 
And um, even the, the the very first podcast that I launched years ago, um, you know, it started out as a conversation between me and another pastor just being like, hey, what if, wouldn't it be cool if this existed? Yeah, just dreaming together. And um, eventually it became something, but it never becomes something if you don't talk about it, discuss it, and, you know, and it, it, it a lot of stuff we talk about never does happen, you know? But um, some of it does. And so, but that takes an openness and an honesty with both yourself and with other people. And then, um, you know, having enough imagination to dream with one another. And um, again, part of that comes just from praying and from having a relationship with the Lord, because the Lord will inspire you to do things that you never thought you would ever do or were ever even capable of doing. Um, and, you know, some of that's public and some of that's not. But it doesn't happen unless you're willing to sit down and have a, have a chat and talk with each other about it. And we have a lot of date nights that are just pure fun where we just either chill and veg or <laughs> where we play games or where we just chat about nonsense, uh, laugh at memes together. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I think it is really good to have some where they are intentional, where they have a purpose, where they have a conversation planned out where, hey, we're going to chat about something serious. And the whole thing doesn't have to stay serious. Um, but but I think it's good as a couple to have these conversations. And so often they do springboard themselves into something like, hey, okay, let's take a look at our year. What is, is there things we need to tweak? Um, the next thing you know, you're dreaming together about, you know, your, your legacy or your ministry or your family or your kids or your marriage. Um, and those are special conversations. Those are sweet. And I think one thing it does too, years ago, I was in a meeting with pastors, um, just pastors, and my pastor was leading the meeting and he said to everyone else in the room, and I, I know what he meant when he said this, um, because I, I, I took it this way, but when he was talking to all the other pastors in the room, he said, don't leave your wife behind. And he was saying it in the context of all of the things that you want to accomplish in ministry and all of the things that you want to see your church do and all that kind of stuff. Now, I'm, I'm talking on a pastoral sense, but it's also true in a personal sense. If you have all of these dreams and these thoughts and these ideas and you never express them to your spouse, um, you're leaving your spouse behind. And then you're going to get upset and you're going to get bitter when they aren't on the same page as you. And it's not even their fault. Because you never brought them into the loop. You never told them where your heart was and what you wanted to see accomplished and all of these things. And in a ministry sense, where we're at with all this church planting and stuff, if Brittany and I had not had these conversations, we would not be on the same page at all. When it, you know, it, there would be a lot more room for one of us or both of us to be upset or bitter when things didn't go the way we wanted them to or when the other spouse was doing something that we didn't understand. And it, it, a lot of it just comes to a lack of communication and keeping one another in the loop about what the Lord's doing in your own heart and in your mind is just, it's, it's necessary. It's so incredibly important both to your marriage and also to allowing God to do what he wants to do in your lives. What helps unify your hearts too, I think. Um, just hearing the other one out, knowing what's on their heart, knowing their visions. And I feel like as a couple, it makes you more willing to sacrifice if necessary to give a Friday a week or to give space or whatever is required um, for the other one to be able to fulfill that purpose. Because as a team, you see the calling that God has given in these specific areas, whatever they may be, whatever that may look like for you. So thanks so much for joining us on this episode, and I look forward to chatting with you again next time. 
I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.